You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. This season could be a really good one for the Colorado Rockies, but the first thing they have to do is get through spring training, and that's what they're doing right now. Let's talk to Thomas Harding about everything going on there in Arizona. I'm Allison Sutter. Uh, Thomas, let's just, I don't know, I've been reading kind of through the headlines and, you know, following the Rockies a little bit here and there, and it sounds like everyone's just sort of settling in and, and having good springs. And is there anything that's, like, stood out to you in terms of maybe individual performances or anything like that with the pitching? Well, I'm not quite at the stage where I'm impressed with individual performances. It's still early. But right. here's, what, here's what I like about what I've seen is that there's a lot of confidence in their bullpen, which is a complete – 360 from what happened during last season. And at this time last year, there was some confidence in the bullpen because they had signed Jason Mata and Chad Qualls, and they thought that those guys would do well here, but, but they both got hurt, and so did Jairo Diaz. So you went in with a lot of injuries, and, you know, Adam Adovino was hurt. Right now, everybody in the bullpen is essentially healthy. Greg Holland is not throwing in games yet. He had the Tommy John, as you know, at the end of 2015. Not throwing in games at this point, but I saw him on the backfield throwing a simulated game, and he's kind of working his way up to the season the way that he did when he was with the Kansas City Royals. So you haven't uh, – I think that's what the reason to be a little bit optimistic at this point is that there are no red flags in the bullpen right now. Yeah, no, that's that's a big – I mean, we're knocking on wood here because, of course, it is early – but the most important part of spring training is really just to get through it with no injuries because uh, teams like to kind of have a, a loose vision in their mind of, of what the team might look like on opening day, and certainly that could change on the dive with a, a couple things that don't go right here and there. Um, Bud Black is, I'm sure, acclimating himself to the team. Um, and he's obviously no stranger to Major League Baseball or to spring training, but what have you noticed from him? Well, he's very loose. Um, he, lo- he, he loves to spend the time with the guys. You know, uh, we, we had something. I think you can find it on our website, Rockies.com, also on um, Facebook. Uh, they brought he, – he challenges some of the younger players to do something to kind of let people know who they are and, and, and learn the team. So um, he challenged a few of the rookie pitchers to do something to um, – honor the owners, the Montford family, and their history in the beef industry. Well, a couple days ago, what did you see out there? You saw a 1,600-pound steer named General, and the guys actually had cuts of steak, and they were going to different parts of General to show where the steak came from, like what a rough roast is, what beef ribs are, whatever. So that was kind of fun, and, you know, I got to experience – being near an animal that could crush me at any point. So that was fun. And, and, and it's one of those things that if you go back and you look at uh, where it comes from, Mike Socia began doing things like that with the Angels. And who was on Mike's staff? Joe Madden, who does things like that, just all kind of different team-building um, situations. So you're seeing that out of Bud Black here, and it's a relaxed atmosphere. Um, what that's, what that's going to mean, mean when the regular season begins who knows, but they do feel like, especially with an entire 40-man roster and invitees to spring training, that you need to get everybody on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Is there a feeling of optimism? I mean, there's a, definitely a feeling of optimism because that is with all 30 clubs, even ones that know that they're not going to be competitive this year. Um, but with some of these guys that have been in the organization a while, some of the guys that have been on the major league roster for a while, a different feeling maybe this year, this spring, like uh, I think this might be a pretty good team. Do you kind of notice a little bit difference when they talk just about the upcoming season? Well, it's interesting because 
there is a lot of optimism there. There's no doubt about it. But some of the guys who've been around, they, they don't try to tramp down optimism. They just say, listen, I'm not going to participate in optimism because we haven't won yet. There is, a, there is more confidence than optimism, I believe, when you talk to guys like Carlos Gonzalez and Charlie Blackman and DJ LeMahieu and Nolan Arenado. They're confident that they can be good, but they're not going to talk a whole lot about it because it hasn't happened yet, and they don't feel like they have the credibility to do so. So what you're seeing is a lot of hard work going on, um, not, a lot of, um, not a lot of talking about dreams. They're actually trying to kind of shut some of that out because that, can, that could get to a team. They're trying to shut that out and just try to do the work and prove it on the field. Absolutely. Um, sounds like a veteran mentality. So we're going to shift the conversation to you for just a minute. Uh, we're, we're serving our reporters on just giving us, I don't know, a memory of covering baseball through the years. You've been covering baseball and sports for a very long time. Anything, any fond memory pop out as you've been traveling around following the Rockies? Okay, well, you know, the Rockies beat obviously this, the 2007, not necessarily the postseason as much as the end of the season. Just I felt like I was almost writing a baseball textbook because what they were doing was not making mistakes, and it wasn't like they were doing something incredible. But for me to get to personal baseball memories, I'm one of few, I would say, out there that has covered every level of the minor leagues from the rookie level all the way to the majors. I guess you could say I skipped high A, but I did cover class A. So <laughs> that, so there are a lot of memories from that. I remember there was a guy, Mike Verdi, in Bluefield, West Virginia, and I had almost no money. I had to borrow my parents' car to get to the ballpark, and he's like, listen, I'll tell you what. If you want to bring some adult beverages, I was barely old enough to have them. If you want to bring some adult beverages by after you write your story, we can sit up and talk baseball. And I learned an incredible amount of baseball there. Or just um, in the Sally League, I, I remember in Myrtle Beach, they played at Coastal Carolina. And it wasn't the program that it is now. It was just becoming Division One. The stadium was kind of rickety, the uh, the umpires dressed in a trailer behind the park, so it was like that. And I remember on several occasions, everything was locked. And the only way to get out of there was to scale the chain leak fence about 16 feet high and toss the computer, hope it doesn't break and land on the other side. Those are the things that, <laughs> that, that I like. I mean, even Tim McCarver Stadium in Memphis with the turf infield and the grass outfield and legends there about rats attacking cats and killing them and all that, you know. Those are the things that stick out to me, or, or even the Michael Jordan year in the minors, dealing with him. Those are things that stick out even more than some of the things that have happened at the major league level. Yeah, but do, do you kind of feel like because you covered so much of that in the minor leagues, you feel like are there times when you're just like covering baseball now and you're like, I'm, you know, I, I feel very fortunate. I'm very grateful that I was able to get to this level. Or is, is it all the same to you? Is there something more special about covering major league baseball? I'll tell you what, it, 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 it makes the whole journey special. It makes, I, I think that I have a little bit different understanding when you're talking about a guy getting on the 40-man roster for the first time, which a lot of times, especially if it's somebody who didn't sign for a big bonus, it means that that big league housing allowance and meal money is more money than they've seen in years. You know, so we, whenever I see that, so-and-so's been invited to Major League Spring Training. Uh, it, it means something to me because I've seen guys struggle to make it, you know, heating up the side of a plate and eating or guys pooling together to have beans and rice. 
those are those are <laughs> things that you know I can appreciate their journey uh, uh, on a little bit different level. I won't say that it's better. I, I also can appreciate the when you're really ticked off that maybe you don't have a position for you and you know you're a major league player and there's no place for you. You know, I, I, I can I can understand guys who are at that stage and when they break through and they make it. That, that that's really a special thing in their lives, and it's something that um, it's a, it's a different slice of life most of us don't lead. Absolutely, I totally agree. I like your attitude, Thomas. You're the best. Okay, thank you so much. Uh, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll catch up with you next week. Hey, thank you much. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free AtBat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.